Hello, this is Bill Lytell again with a little wisdom for your walk. Years ago, and let me let me just kind of go into a little philosophy with you about preaching, persuasion, communication of ideas to other folks. Um, years ago, I heard you know I've grown up in the independent fundamental Bible believing movement. Um, and in hearing a lot of different preachers going to Bob Jones University, hearing many of their preachers, guest preachers, Pensacola Christian College, hearing preachers, guest preachers, and being in various churches when I moved around, um, I found quite a variety of preachers, quite a variety of techniques, and that God uses different men to do different things. Um, I was a member of Tabernacle Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina, Harold Seitler, well-known well man of the past. Uh, and it was that church had a spirit of joy in it. It's literally a spirit of joy. It was the most joyous, happy church I'd ever been in. I mean, they were a shouting Baptist church. Uh, off regularly when the preacher preached, people would stand up, shout glory, amen. They get just excited about God. And it was real refreshing to me because I had been in a very stoic preacher under a very stoic preacher that never had any humor everything was dead serious over maybe over serious and uh, he preached that's the way he preached his things were very serious and things are serious and that's kind of what I got it I thought everybody was that way till I then I started listening to uh, uh, Jack Hiles and for about five years I I listened to him Sunday morning and Sunday night and even Wednesday night and he was uh he was a mixture of super serious and super funny, super, super encouraging, super joyful. So super serious, super joyful. I didn't know that the two could have mixed. And so I began to ask God, help me to have some humor in my sermon. Now, what does humor do in a sermon? First of all, preachers, we have a very serious, serious uh topic that we talk about. The life of the death of the soul, uh, sin, wickedness, defeat. The but then we talk about the super glorious things. I think we we got super serious stuff and super glorious things. We talk about heaven and God building a place for us in John fourteen, and you know uh, uh, the, the eventual curing and restoration of our bodies, like His glorious body being totally washed white as snow unblameable in his sight. I mean, we just have, you know, heaven heaven down the road and just, you know, woo, we just got a God before you who can be against you. We just got a whole lot of positive stuff that we also talk about. But there's a mixture, an admixture, a very serious topic and then various uh, joyful topic and merry, merry topic, if I may say that, that <clears throat> we born-again believers can share. So as a preacher... You go from super serious to super happy, back and forth. And what I found in speaking to people now for some 50 years is that if somebody is serious for too long, people have trouble, it's fatiguing to them to listen, and they have trouble following it and staying with it. But if once in a while you break up the seriousness with some humor, um, it seems like it relaxes them and kind of gives them a breath. Whew. 
and then they can go back to being super serious. And you can really, in a sermon, you can go from super serious to Mary, back to super serious to Mary. I mean, I've heard Mary many happy. Uh, I have heard it over and over again, done it myself. And God did answer that uh, you know, prayer of mine and gave me the ability to have some humor. It's not contrived humor. It's not memorized jokes, uh, which, which I'm not against any of that, but it's not memorized jokes or contrived humor. It's just impromptu humor that God gives you to be able to relax your hearer and to cause them to prosper in their spirit and then to be able to take some of the more serious things you have to say. Uh, let me go to some Bible. Proverbs 15, 13 says, A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. All the days of the afflicted, in Proverbs 15, 15, all the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Proverbs 17, 22, a, man, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. So when you're preaching and you are talking about sin and, and judgment, and people become broken. Their spirit becomes, but rightfully so, by the way. We need to be broken over our sin. But how long can you be broken, you know, before you are so broken that you're no longer to receive any more truth? And then breaking that system up with a little bit of uh, joyfulness and a little merriness, a little happiness of the Word of God. And you say, well, how do you do it? Well, God gives you the ability to do that. Uh, he gives you the gifts to do that, to be able to see his humor even in the darkest of things, <clears throat> he will answer your prayer if you begin to ask him for the ability to have some humor. Now, sometimes I do uh, written humor, what I call contrived things, funny things that are in prayer meeting last night. I had a list of uh, things that someone had given me, which I thought were encouraging, and to be very beginning of prayer meeting, and by the way, this is planned, I... I cause them, people to have some, some a merry heart, some joyfulness. Uh, an example, this was given to me yesterday. Studies have demonstrated that one reason rednecks, and rednecks, is, <laughs> we call them hillbillies, rednecks, people, uh, people out in the country sometimes, uh, and no offense to them at all, but they have their ways. It demonstrated that one the reason rednecks have low stress rates is because they do not understand the seriousness of most medical terminology. Uh, example, let me give you some examples. I started saying, well, the, the medical term artery, a redneck definition is the study of paintings. The medical term bacteria, a redneck definition, that's the back door to the cafeteria. Uh, the medical term barium, uh, the redneck definition is what doctors do when patients die. Uh, the medical term of benign, uh, the, medical, the redneck definition of what you do after you're eight. Uh, the, the medical term is CAT scan, uh, is a redneck definition, searching for a kitty. Uh, the definition of cauterize, medical definition of cauterize, <clears throat> redneck definition is make eye contact with her. Uh, the, the colic, a sheepdog, coma, a punctuation mark, enema, not a friend. And so we just went on down through that, and, and, the, and the people got a big kick out of it, and they laughed and had a big kick. And um, 
<clears throat> enjoyed it, and the whole place broke up. Now look, why did I do that? Life's sorrowful. I mean, man, just general life. I mean, you hear you have disappointments. You have man. You have, you have the curse upon us, and, and we call it Murphy's Law. That things can go wrong at the worst possible time, and they do. You get a flat tire on the way to church. You get a flat tire on the way to a wedding, or you get something happen to you. Spill something on your brand new suit. Uh, you know, just things happen. Bad things happen all the time. I mean, we're living in a sin cursed world, and so. You know, it, it, people come to church, and I recognize people come to church, and, they, and they're, they have a lot of burdens in their life. They, they've gotten news that maybe they have cancer. they got news they have heart trouble. they got news they need a surgery. Uh, maybe they haven't got that news, but their, their husband or their wife has gotten it, or their kids have gotten it. One of the kids has been in an automobile accident. A child has divorced. Uh, one of their kids is getting a divorce. Uh, one of the kids got uh, a setback financially, going to go bankrupt. Uh, you know, on and on and on it goes. There's a lot of bad things happen in life, no doubt about it. So these people come into your church, they come into your setting, now. they come into prayer meeting like they did last night, and they sit down in front of you, and you're, you're ready to talk about some more sober things from the Bible. In fact, I talked last night about generational curses, how God gives generational curses as well as generational blessings. He does both. So I had this subject to talk about, but before I was going to enter in on that very serious subject, by the way, um, I thought I'm going to break up the spirit a little bit, have a little sense of humor, have a little merriness, because a merry heart, Proverbs 17:22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. It was like giving these people medicine, and they laughed and laughed. Some of them laughed more than others. Some of them didn't really crack or much of a smile. Some people you can't get them to laugh. <clears throat> I believe they're laughing inside some. Because even being around people that laugh encourages you. I had I worked with a guy, Marty Moon, for years, 18 years. And Marty had a real uh, a sense of humor and laugh. He had a merry spirit about him. And he would laugh. And sometimes I'd be a little down about something, maybe over serious. And he'd laugh. And, and, and man, it would cheer. we all would talk about it. Brother Boucher and myself would say, man, that cheered us up. And just having somebody around you laughing. I've gone to the hospital and, and laughed around a patient that had been really sick and having trouble, man, in the hospital. And man, we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And by the time I was going, they said, man, preacher, that just cheered me up. That just gave me some, it's like taking medicine. It's like taking something good for the heart. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. Uh, you know, he that's a merry heart hath a continual feast. That's all the Bible. That's what the Bible says. So there's, a, there's an important place for humor in your life. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're struggling a lot. There should, maybe you need to get a little bit lighten up a little bit. Light, lighten up your spirit. Maybe you have a little humor. Um, I used to read a little humor out of Reader's Digest. I'm, I'm talking about all, you know, before God. This, I'm talking about clean stuff, a pure stuff, just just pure heart. I'm not talking about stupid things that, that, that you know, some humor can be you know, really beyond, out, out on the outer limits and, and maybe not healthy. But I'm talking about normal a lightheartedness, something that I found at Tabernacle Baptist Church, things like I found with Brother Jack Hiles and his preaching, and by the grace of God, hopefully in my preaching, people come and be able to laugh. One of the things people have noticed in my ministry, they've come talk to me, preacher, I've never been to a church where they laugh during the messages, and they had a little joy during the messages, and I say, well, praise God, and they say, well, we really like it, it's real refreshing to us to come in and have a little joy in the midst of a very serious message, 
<clears throat> you you came up with some joy, some impromptu things that and just kind of lighten us up, and we were able to accept the serious stuff more more readily. And I think that's it. I hope this will help you some. It's just kind of like a fireside chat with you, a little uh, wisdom for your wall.